0: Welcome to another edition of CHP Talks. We are going to be talking today about the importance of Christian influence in education with special guest, Barry Neufeld. So Rod, why don't you introduce our guest for today?
1: Well, it's a real pleasure to have Barry Neufeld with us today. Uh, Barry has been a trustee on the Chilliwack Board of Education for 24 years. Uh, he's been in re- in the past. He was in retail merchandising for six years, investment sales for six years. He was a correctional officer, a probation officer, and a family court mediator in BC for 16 years, a youth probation officer for the BC Ministry of Children and Families for six years, and he worked in restorative justice, a facilitator for restorative justice for the BC Ministry for Children and Family Development for six years. Uh, In former community activities, he's been a chaplain at Chilliwack Community Correctional Center, a volunteer at the Bowls of Hope Hot Lunch Program. He's been a chairperson for the M2W2 Restorative Christian Ministries Prison Visitation. He's been an advisor for Circles of Support and Accountability, a chair of the Fraser Valley Brain Injury Association, a chair of the West Kootenay Regional Arts Council, a vice chair of the Creston Valley Hospital, founder and chair of the Chilliwack Restorative Justice Program, chairman of the BC Probation Officers Association and Abbotsford Restorative Justice Association uh, involvement. And uh, I'm gonna stop there, the list goes on, but uh, it's real pleasure to have you here today with us, Barry. And we wanna leave some time to actually discuss the things that uh, are on your mind today. So thanks for joining us.
2: Well, thank you. It's an honor to be asked to uh, speak to your group.
0: Well, we uh, thank you for taking the time and we thank you for the work that you're doing and uh, for the uh, considerable years and perspective that you can bring to the this topic Uh, in terms of Christians um, being involved in education, we know it's uh, it's very important and. what have you been up to on the uh on as a school board trustee and uh there's it hasn't been a smooth road i know that do you want to tell us a little bit about what's been happening especially these last few months and years well um it was uh summer of
2: 2017 that uh, i became aware of this new soji one two three program and i was absolutely floored um And the reason it was floored was because it was already being implemented by the Ministry of Education. And I, as a school trustee, had heard heard absolutely nothing about it. Mm -hmm. It still says in the School Act that school trustees have uh, one of the responsibilities is to approve learning resources. Mm -hmm. But as the uh, Internet has mushroomed, um, there are so many free learning resources that teachers have access to. And it's in their contract now that uh, they have professional autonomy to implement whatever learning resources they deem are uh, suitable. And so really, the, the rug has been pulled out from under school trustees, and we have uh, very little influence over curriculum or learning resources anymore.
0: No. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. And I just want to say for the sake of uh, uh, people maybe watching in other parts of the country, SOGI stands for sexual orientation and gender identity. So that's a new uh, curriculum that was introduced in BC, as you said, in 2015. Uh, In Ontario, it's been a big deal um, with the radical sex ed curriculum, same basic uh, ideas being foisted upon children. And uh, so how did you get involved in the first place? Um, well, I, I went to this town hall
2: meeting. Um, it was uh, scheduled for Brookswood Secondary, but when the teachers' union found out about it, they uh, immediately branded it a hate group. And so at the last minute, they uh, moved it over to Murrayville Hall in Langley. And this is where I first heard about it. I was very troubled by it. And uh, that was the end of August. And all September, I worried about it. And October the thirteenth, our school board had a meeting with uh, our two Chilliwack MLAs, and of course the main issue on the table was a shortage of classrooms and that we needed more schools to be built. And towards the end of the uh, of the meeting, I said, you know, I I had suddenly become aware of this new Soji one two three program that was teaching kids that heterosexuality sexuality was no longer the norm and that um gender is all in your head and you might be born in the wrong body and i said i just don't think i can serve in a public education system where this is being taught i am thinking of resigning well the other trustees except for heather Moss, didn't know what i was talking about uh but as we left uh, uh my mla lori thrones drew me aside he says, Barry, you uh you can't resign. You've you've got to you've got to speak out. And um so it was um a f- few days later, October 23rd, I made a Facebook post that I said uh allowing children to t- transition is equivalent to child abuse, and the news media just went crazy. Yeah.
0: So that may be where some of our viewers, some of our listeners have heard about you is that uh, that's a that's a comment that would, you know, <laughs> who would have thought that would have been controversial a few yeah. years ago, right? Um, but it is now.
1: So, yeah. so Barry, you've just gone through uh, a by-election with the Chilliwack School Board. Um, and uh, probably for many of us, the results were disappointing. Uh, It looked like you had possibly an opportunity to uh, add another, you know, uh, pro-life, pro-family, you know, family values person to the board, but that person was not elected. Do you have any uh, comments about why that happened or, or how that could have come out differently?
2: Well, Chilliwack has always been known as a very conservative community, at least it was up until last month. But uh, with the high prices of real estate in Vancouver, a lot of young families are, are moving out into the valley and uh, they're bringing some of their uh, progressive ideas with them. But the other thing is the, uh, the candidate who won has sort of campaigned on the fact that she had a PhD. Uh, she had the title of being a scientist. Uh, she's uh, lectured all over the world. She's pretty high profile. And um, her video uh, uh, mimicking um, uh, the Wrecking Ball video of um, Miley Cyrus um, was not viewed as shocking by young people. I mean, they're they're used to this kind of uh, hedonism, and uh, I think they were attracted to her because of her education, her her uh, free spirit, so to speak. Uh, she has some very shocking. Uh, um videos and comments on her web page uh wild sex for 500 5 million followers worldwide this is a pretty high profile person for the little community of Chilliwack so we um,
1: certainly, I, I certainly had hoped that the uh the families of Chilliwack the moms and dads and grandparents would be out in full force to vote for Richard Procy who would have uh, sided with you on many of the critical issues. Uh, but I've heard from someone the other day that uh, a lot of the older uh, voters, potential voters, uh, taxpayers in the, in the Valley, uh, maybe didn't feel they had a right or a responsibility to vote because they no longer have children in school. Do you have any comments about, uh, about that? Because we certainly think that we do have responsibility for the next generations, even if our children are past uh, school age.
2: Well, I will get to that. But first of all, I would say that I do think the parents and grandparents showed up. Uh, normally, in a school by-election, there's very little interest. And you're lucky if you get a 1,000 to 2,000 people bothered to go in and, and vote. But this time we had over 10,000. Oh, wow. um, I think the parents and grandparents showed up. But I think what was different is that younger people who have never taken an interest in school board before showed up in droves to support their free-spirited candidate and i think i think that's
0: we were overwhelmed by useful voters well, that is uh, that's disappointing um and uh w- so i guess going forward uh how can christians um become more involved and what should they be doing to to retake uh this lost ground
2: well i think number one
0: um uh, seniors need
2: to realize that they have a responsibility to uh, pass their values on um to the young and they can do that by paying attention to what's going on in the school board even though sometimes it's boring and and not very exciting but uh, they have, uh, uh, they worked hard to build this country and and there are forces coming along now that are tearing down all the seniors have done. And uh, I find it very discouraging and disappointing when I get that argument from uh, older people. Well, I don't have kids in school anymore, so I don't care. Well, you, you certainly have grandchildren or other friends have grandchildren in school and these kids that are studying in school now—they're going to be the ones that are going to be looking after you when you go to Shady Acres Old Folks Home, and you want to make sure that they um, that they know how to take care of you well, and that they won't be uh, pushing for uh, uh, doctors to
0: work use of Asia on you. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Now, in your long uh, list of accomplishments prior to being a school board trustee, one of them that was brought uh, that I took note of was um, was being a, a chaplain or being a, being someone who worked with at-risk youth, um, restorative justice, etc. How did you get involved in that, and uh, how does that connect with uh, current education practices? When I was at Simon
2: Fraser University, I, uh, I used to get a newsletter from the Mennonite Central Committee and then back in those days, it was run off on a mimeograph. <laughs> and that's when I first heard about the concept of restorative justice, where um, uh, victims are, uh, are gotten together with their um, offenders and there's an opportunity for healing and forgiveness. I wrote a paper on it at Simon Fraser, and I think the year was 1977 for criminology. And the professor threw it back at me and he said, this is too radical and uh, too uh, too crazy. He says, uh, I want you to resubmit an essay on something that makes more sense. What is ironic is now that uh, years later, Simon Fraser has a restorative justice faculty at Simon Fraser University. Um, I I saw it as a biblical pattern from the Old Testament where uh, uh, they had an offender and they would bring him before the elders that sat in the gate and and, uh, they would uh, bring the victim and offender together and seek to uh, find healing and forgiveness. Uh, Our classical model of justice is that um, the uh, crime belongs to the queen that's why we have Crown Council um, and uh, the victim is largely overlooked and there's no opportunity for healing and growth. Yeah. Um, I could do a whole seminar on restorative justice, but uh, um, that is another one of the one of my characteristics that uh, uh, made me appear as
0: if I was somewhat progressive and why I kept getting reelected. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. So in terms of dealing with at-risk uh, risk youth and, uh, and indeed even those who are incarcerated, um, what do you see as being a, um, a challenge, I guess, at this time and, uh, and going forward? Well, as, um, as
2: a probation officer for uh, teenagers, 85% of them were children in care. These are angry, alienated children who Um, have a very low sense of identity because they don't, either they don't know who their parents are or their parents are a very bad influence in their lives. And they're very easily manipulated. And uh, we're still doing a very poor job of dealing with with, uh, foster children. Um, I don't think we're doing any better than in the days of Woodland School when they were used by drug companies to experiment on. Children's Hospital now currently has uh, uh dr wallace wong has a caseload of about 1500 um uh children who are gender dysphoric and are being prepped for transition over half of them are foster children wow. um there's there's something fishy about those uh, we're using we're experimenting on these kids and they don't have any responsible adult to uh stand up for them
0: so speaking of gender dysphoria, how how does Bill C6 uh, strike you? Well, increasingly, we're
2: seeing uh, increasing numbers of people who are uh, call themselves detransitioners. They've started to transition. They may have taken some puberty blockers or hormones, but all of a sudden they realize this is not creating the inner peace that they had hoped. They're not any happier, so they want to go back to their natal um, section sex assignment um if this bill c6 goes through there will be no support no counseling uh no assistance for any uh young person who changes their mind and realizes that the uh the journey to transition is is full of pain
0: and challenges and pitfalls i think that's a message that far more people in canada need to hear i hope that uh hope we can maybe record that and just put that out as a, as another soundbite and uh, and folks if you're listening um do take that to heart share that with family and friends because there's a lot of delusion happening about what the long-term effects are of bill c6 that's uh well there's... the other thing the other thing I did professionally
2: i I was the provincial uh, um leader in the uh, supervision of sex offenders and all the sex offender treatment programs that we've got um, they all fall neatly into the definition of um, conversion therapy we're trying to convert these men from being attracted to children to being attracted to appropriately aged adults and uh, we'll not be able to do that anymore under bill c6 or they're going to have to completely write all the treatment programs we use in uh, sex offender treatment clinics.
0: No kidding, wow. Barry, so. I
1: know that uh, in your uh, time, especially the past few years, you've had a share of uh, conflicts with uh, the Minister of Education in BC, and, and uh, we thank you for standing up and defending, you know, uh, Biblical values, but more importantly, the the integrity uh, of of these children, uh, allowing you know pro- protecting them from the depredations of uh, perversity, I guess that are being foisted upon them. You want to make any comment about some of that uh, dialogue, or or basically uh, the challenge that you've received uh, oftentimes from the uh, BC Minister of Education?
2: Well, you know, they keep trying to paint me as a religious bigot, but they, you're going to be hard pressed to find me using any biblical or religious arguments against this ideology, because frankly, in the days of the Bible, the uh, the option of sexual transition simply wasn't there. But if there's any scripture verse that motivates me more than any other, um, fortunately, I meant to write down the references, but it's uh, if any of you cause one of these little ones to stumble it would be better for a millstone to be hung around his neck yeah yeah and that's been my guiding um drive is to protect vulnerable children from being manipulated by predators not only sexual predators but monetary predators there's thousands of dollars to be made in having a client who is transitioning
1: wow
0: Wow, that is a sad, sad uh, statement to be thinking about. That the, the you know the monetary drive that would, you know, mess up a child for life um, is a, is a motivating factor. And we're, but that biblical perspective of protecting the, the youngest, most innocent among us is uh, a great motivation for us all. And I hope that everyone who again is listening um takes that seriously in terms of what you're prioritizing politically or in other parts of your life the protection of the next generation and their guidance um, is, is so important and i think that's uh, do we have any uh, we're running government. to our time but do we have any closing thoughts
1: yeah i was just going to say i think that's a government's primary and central role most important task of government is to protect its citizens from harm and uh, particularly children are being the most vulnerable. And of course, when the government does some of these things, they claim to be protecting children, but they're actually imposing on them values that are destructive to their, you know, well-being. So, so uh, it's, it depends who you're listening to. Uh, what is good for children? But, but uh, Barry, we thank you for standing for children and for uh, protecting them from some of these things because we are in a troubled time. So we do need uh, Christian people to step forward and, uh, and defend um, children and, and adults as well from uh, destructive philosophies. Thank you. And
2: as a parting comment, I would say to those older people that say, I don't bother voting in school board elections. I would say to them, you are neglecting your duty to protect children, the next generation.
0: Well, we'll leave it there and uh, let that be a challenge to each of us, whether you have children or don't, whether you have grandchildren or don't, the protection of our values, the protection of the next generation should be of utmost importance. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Barry, for your time. And we hope that you'll join us again next week for another edition of CHP Talks. Thank you.